Well, how is everyone tonight? I'm glad you're here. Although I've been known to preach to seats before, so... We had some empty ones in Bible study. We just sat there and talked to each other. <laughs> Glory to God. Talking about Jesus, you can get excited if just one... You can, do, you can get excited doing it yourself. I got excited today just looking at it. Amen? You can get excited talking about the things of God. Amen? God's good to us. Well, uh, Brother Moore is in Colorado, Grand Junction, preaching tonight. We prayed for him Wednesday night. Imagine a bunch more of you all prayed for him, right? So it'll be good. And uh, things will go well here, amen? Y'all, we're hooked, we're hooked, right? We're family and we're hooked and we're believing God together uh, for answers and for insight, amen? Insight, so it's good. Let's, uh, let's open our Bibles to Psalm 119. I'm going to pray as we do. Father, I do thank you for your word, Lord, and we agree together, Lord. Just We ask for utterance, Lord, in your word, Lord, that it would be you speaking tonight, not me, that, that your words would come forth with power and might, and that we might know you better and experience your love and the knowledge of your love in a greater capacity. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Glory to God. Paul said that was important, didn't he? He said, I, I, he prayed that they would n- understand and know the height and the depth and the breadth and the width of God's love. Amen? And, uh, and, and I believe that is necessary, especially if you look at some of the things going on today. Um, you know, God's gotten a bad rap, hadn't He? And, uh, and you know what? It's, uh, it's not always people's fault what they believe because it's what they've heard all their life. You know, people want to say, well, they shouldn't have believed that and that bad stuff wouldn't happen to them. You know, but for the grace of God, there go we. Amen? Amen. It's, not about, it's not about judging what's, what bad's happened to people. You know, what what Jesus say in uh, Luke 13? He said, he said we're, when the, the tower fell on those people, He said, suppose that they were greater sinners than everybody else? And then He said, no. But, but you changed the way you think this could happen to you just as easily. Amen? And so what we want to do with the Word of God is make sure that we always know what we believe, know why we believe it, and that we're rooted and grounded in that love we're talking about. That's where you've got to be established in the love of God. Not just in the love of God for you, but in the love of God for others. We've got to believe that He loves us and that He'll use us to love others and that that love is unstoppable, that it, that it, is, that it is the greatest power and the only unfailing power in the universe. Amen? And when, and when we begin to walk in it and be rooted and grounded in it, then we'll be, then then the, the things of life won't knock you off your rocker. You know, you won't be sitting there and you're thinking, why'd that happen? Why'd this happen? You won't even ask. <laughs> people don't like it. Why? Because people, that's the first thing they do. They say, well, I wonder why God let that happen. And I, I wonder what I did that I wasn't able to stop this. Or You know what? Let's look how good God is. And if we'll believe in His goodness, He'll show us how to avoid, and if not avoid, get through. Amen? Because His love and His mercy will, will, will help you to get out of things, but it will also help you to come through things. Amen. Right? I've messed up before, and I needed to come through. Yep. Amen? I remember one time I was really stupid. In fact, I was right down here at Forsyth, white bass fishing. 
And we decided to cross the river. And so we did. <laughs> well, we sat there and did some stupid things while we were across the river and didn't really realize how much it was coming up because they'd all of a sudden opened the power site dam. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, all of a sudden we decided we might want to get across. And so we start going across and guaranteed we shouldn't have been in that water. But God helped me through even though I was too stupid to get across before I could have drowned. Amen? And I needed help getting through then and I got through. Glory to God. Many ways in our life we want to do that. But it starts with the thing I've said so many times, and I'm probably never going to quit saying it, God is good. God is a good God, and, and if we'll establish ourselves in that foundation and refuse to... If we don't understand everything that just happened, refuse, absolutely refuse to step off that rock, we'll get through. And we'll understand. Amen? Did I tell you to look at Psalm 119? Psalm 119.68 in the King James. It says, Thou art good, and thou doest good. What's it say in the NIV? You are good, and what you do is good. Now see, that alone, there's Scripture right there. And people say, well, maybe his idea of good and your idea of good is different. No. <laughs> Unless my idea of good is bad. Good is good. Bad things happening are bad things, right? We're not confused. We have the Spirit of God in us. Even people who don't know the Lord know what the difference between good and bad is. Amen? And when bad things happen, they know it's a bad thing. The difference is, is who gets the credit when the bad things happen. Amen? And so much of the time, out of lack of knowledge or wrong knowledge, let's just go with wrong knowledge, God is getting the blame for some of these bad things that are happening. Amen? And it's important to know what you believe. Brother Moore stopped and taught on it during the offering not too many weeks ago. It is important to know why you believe what you believe. It's not just believing it. Just say, well, you know, God's good. I don't know why I believe it, but He is. So let's just go with it. You know, that's a good place to start. But eventually, you're going to want to know why you believe it. Amen? You're going to want to know that there are reasons why God couldn't do something or did do something or, or that's a lie that you just heard that it was God's fault. Amen? So you want to look at the different things. And, you know, I mean, the Pharisees accused Jesus. Uh, I'll tell you what, look at Mark 3. Because the first thing people do is they, they, uh, they get God divided. Amen? They'll say, well... You know, he allowed that to happen for a reason. Or, or uh, he's trying to teach him something. Or, he, you know, or, or you know what, he's, he's, uh, you know, he allowed the devil in there because, to, for, because of judgment. Or, you know what, they'll come up with a thousand different reasons. Trying to justify bad. And trying to justify that God allowed it or God did it. And God doesn't do bad, He doesn't allow it, and He never, ever employs the devil. Right? We've talked about that before. He never, ever employs the devil. There will never be a day where it's gone so far, where, where God comes and says, 
hey, I can't teach these people nothing. I got to have your help, devil. Can you imagine God saying that to the devil? And people say, well, what about Job? What about Job? That is not what God said. Satan is the one that accused Job. Right? Maybe we'll look at Job. What we ought to look at in Job is it was nine months, and in chapter 42, he got double back everything he lost. And quit looking at all the reasons why we're like poor old Job. Amen? Job is too many people's excuse to fail and not enough people's excuse to succeed. It's a success story. Amen? It is a complete success story. Right? And, and if everybody reacted as well as Job did in the end, then we would have many of those success stories, right? So, you know, that's the thing. We don't want to get off on, on tangents like that and, things, and, and, and use the Word of God. You know, the reason we started Bible studies, just being honest with you, is because we saw so many people hurting, not because they didn't know God, but they didn't know about God. And that's why we start that's why we taught four and five Bible studies a week because people didn't know the God of love, the God of mercy, the God of grace, the one that would take you out of the problem that you created for yourself and save you and not only save you but set you higher than you were before you got into your own problem. Amen? The God that healed not because you did all the right things to get well, but because He loves you. Right, The God that wanted you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. People didn't know that God. We ran into person after person. You know how many texts I've gotten in the last three weeks just from people asking me, you know, it's just different people. They'll text me and say, say now, why, why do you suppose this happened? And, and does God let these kind of things happen? And, and we're getting all kinds of questions. And it's great. I'd rather somebody question it and ask me than just decide what's true. Amen? Let's get Scripture on it and decide what's true. The, uh, the Pharisees here in Mark 3. Mark 3, verse 24, I think. Guys, is this good tonight? It's good because God changed this in the middle of the night. So this, is what, this must be what He wanted. Amen? Well, if you go on up, and the, it's, uh, the uh, teachers of the law came down to Jerusalem and they... They said Jesus is possessed by Beelzebub. They said he casts out demons by the prince of demons. By the prince of devils, he casts out devils. Amen? That's what they said. What, What did Jesus say about that? Jesus said, How can Satan drive out Satan? That's in verse 23. If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if Satan, wait a second, if a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Now, if that is true of the devil's house, that would also be true of God's house. Okay? So, God can't do bad and do good. He now opposes himself when he does that. Okay? This is Scripture. These, these are things we need to know because, you know what? Well-meaning people want to know the answers. People want to believe God's good. With all their heart, every Christian in the universe wants to believe that God is good. 
and, and that He is a God of protection, that He is a God of prosperity, and He is a God of love and mercy. And they want to believe it and they want to experience it in their life every day. And so these are truths that we need to know. Yes, it is true that Satan cannot oppose Satan or his house will fall. In the end, that's why his house will fall. He will oppose himself and his house will fall. Amen? But God will never fail. And He will never oppose Himself because He will never do bad things. Amen? He's never done bad things, and He'll never do bad things. He's a good God that does good things. He's creative. He's not uncreative. There's your wrong word for the night. He doesn't decreate. Is that a word? Right? And He's not going to. Right? Everything He does brings life. Everything He does builds up. Everything He does brings you to a greater place. He is a good God. That's what He does. He, he will not divide Himself. He won't say, well, if I send this bad, then, then, then I can teach Him this good. No. Then He opposes Himself. And He won't do it. Okay? And so we got Scripture on it right there that He won't do it. In James, everybody, everybody still with me? These are all scriptures we know, right? Yeah. We're word of faith people. We've heard them all, right? We're going to hear them again. Amen? Because they're right and they're good. James 1. James 1, 13. James 1, 13 says, Let no man say when he is tempted... That he's tempted of God. For God cannot be, be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man, and you could say with evil, right? Because he doesn't do that. In other words, he doesn't use evil to tempt you. If you're tempted by evil, that's you tempted by evil that somebody else put before you or you got in your own. Amen? Right? People say, well, he was using that to teach you something. No. No, He gave you the grace to overcome it and not yield to it. Amen. Amen? He didn't tempt you with it. It's here in the earth. If you're in the earth, everywhere you go, every day of your life, you're going to have a temptation. Right? <laughs> you know what we're tempted the most to do? Do it ourselves. Not lean on God. Not yield to Him. Do it ourselves. And people say, I'm not really doing it myself. I'm, no. If we're not leaning and relying on Him, then we're trying to do it ourselves many times. That's right. Right? And so, it, we're, you know, we're tempted every day, and, and many times that is our major temptation is, I can do it. And, and then we don't even get God involved many times in that. But you know what? We're tempted to fail. Right? Tempted to quit. you got people that are tempted to be sick. You wake up, you got a little sore throat. So, mm, that's just a temptation. Don't yield to it. Right? I don't have the money to pay that bill. That's a temptation. You got more than enough. Right. Yeah, but it's not in my bank account. That's a temptation. <laughs> right? Those are all things that are temporary and subject to change. Right? right? They're, they're a temptation. They say, no, those are a reality. No, the Word of God is more real than the circumstance you're in. Hallelujah. And it's more true. The Word of God said, light be before light was and light became. Yes. Amen? It didn't get to choose, right? 
It didn't say, well, you know, it's pretty dark out there. I don't, I don't know. No, it didn't get a choice. When the Word came forth, light be, light was. Amen. Amen? And that's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. And He's a good God, and He creates good things. Amen? And He does good things, and He doesn't tempt with evil. In fact, He only gives good things. Right? If you just go on down a few verses in that very chapter, it says, every good gift and every perfect gift. Right? It doesn't say every rattlesnake. Right? Every sickness. Huh? No, it says good gifts. And remember what Jesus said about good gifts in Matthew 7. He said, if you as an evil person know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who love Him? He gives good gifts. That's what He does. Amen? It says every good gift. Not part of them, not one of them, not a billion of them. Every Good gift, every perfect gift, is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. In other words, He ain't never changing. That's your hillbilly translation of the end of that verse. He ain't never changing. There's no ing, it's changing. Right? And He ain't never that's how certain that is. He's never going to change. In other words, you're never going to do something bad enough that the good gifts don't exist for you. Amen. Right? He's not going to change. He's going to be a good God. And He is constant. And that's what people don't realize. They, they try to change Him and say, well, today He needed to teach them something, so He sent this to them, and it was evil, but they learned. No. How many of you, when your kid was three or four, old enough to understand hot and cold took them to the stove, turned it on hot, stuck their hand on it, and said, now don't ever do that again. Well, neither does God. He's just like us. He says, don't, don't put your hand on the stove. It's hot. Right? He said, and, and actually God would say it better than us. He'd say, he'd say stay away from the stove because it's blessings where you don't. You'll be blessed if you don't put your hand on the stove. If you choose to put your hand on the stove, you'll be cursed. Right? Yeah. Well, and isn't that, the, isn't that the difference between a blessing and cursing? There's two choices. Two choices. People say, well, you'll be cursed. No, you'll choose the curse. When we do not choose the blessing, the curse is the other choice. There's not, two, there's not three choices. Right? you got people that think there's a third choice. And then you got other people say, well, I'm choosing the blessing and I'm getting the curse. <laughs> What'd you just say? <laughs> That's not possible. Right? If we choose the blessing, we get the blessing. How do you choose the blessing? You love the Lord your God with all your heart. Obey Him. Serve Him. That's how you choose. That's how you, that's how you prove your choice. That's what He says, right? And then the blessing will come on you and overtake you. But if you don't do those things, the curse, right? right. People say, well, yeah, but he created the curse. No, we created the curse. <laughs> he created the blessing that shined light on the curse. We sin is how the curse got in the earth, right? 
Jesus, you know, think about this. And we'll go to Psalm 91 later. My mind's going 65 miles an hour in three directions. In, in Psalm 91, it says, with your eyes, you'll see the, pun- the reward of the wicked. He doesn't call it a punishment. This is what they earned. Right? Right? So it's not a punishment. It's what you earned. It's what you chose. Right? The wicked. We're not the wicked, right? We're the righteous. But it's, 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 your, it's not a punishment. It's your reward. Right? What are the wages of sin? Death. You, you, we earn that. Right? But the gift of God? Eternal life. The free gift. He gives gifts. Right? You have to work for the curse. <laughs> you have to earn it. You, you can get the gifts from Him free, or you can work for the curse. Right? The blessing's free. The curse, you have to work for it. Right? We don't want to do any of that. I got way ahead of myself there. So what are we really doing when we, when we see people question God? Because that's really what's happening. So what are they questioning about God? I think if we stay in James for a little bit, we might find out some answers, okay? Look at back in James 1. James 1, 5. 5 through 8, actually. It says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God that gives to all men liberally and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Now let's stop right there, because remember what faith is. It's faith in God. Mark 11, 24. 22 actually is where it says that. It says, have faith in God. So what it's literally saying is, let him ask in faith in God. Let him ask in faith in love. In other words, his belief in God's love has to be the motivating factor for him believing he'll receive it. When we question God's goodness, we immediately take ourselves out of faith in God's love. Amen? We immediately take ourselves from the point of, I believe, I receive, to questioning the love of God for you, right? For the situation, right? Or His goodness, or His, his, his desire to see you out of it greater than your desire. Amen? The, the truth of the matter is, is your faith is in God's love. Not just God's ability, God's love. He could have all the ability in the world, but, which He does. But if you don't believe Him, if you don't believe He loves you, you'll never believe for that ability in your life. So what your faith is, what He's saying is, don't be double-minded. If you believe this, believe this. Amen? He says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. In, in other words, don't let anything talk you out of it. Don't, don't let somebody tell you, well, maybe he's teaching you something. Be patient. You just got to come through it. Don't, don't let them believe, well, well you got enough. Don't, or, or, you know what, you'll be sick for a little while. Don't, you know, it doesn't, don't let them talk you out of his goodness. Don't, don't take the Word of God and say, well, it happened to Job. Well, what about Paul's thorn? Well, quit that. What about Psalm 119 that says he's good and he does good? 
What if we just believe that? Right? And, and, and we rely on this love that He says He has for us. And we believe in that love to the point we refuse not to have everything that He desires for us. It's not just you that desires you to be well, to be prosperous, to be at peace, to have, to have protection. He, it's not just you. He desires it more than you. He planned it before you were here. You know how much He loves us? The earth was built for us. He didn't look down and say, I like this. He said, they'll like this. That's our God. When He does things, He does them because you will enjoy them. Right? He gives us all things to richly enjoy. His thoughts are about us. His love was commended towards us. Amen? That's our God. And we must have faith in that love because what happens when bad things begin to happen, then we begin to question that love. <laughs> Everybody's looking at me funny. Look at Mark 4. Just a page over. Or I don't even remember where we are. Oh, we're in James. I'm still in Mark 3. Mark 4. Mark 4 in verse, uh, verse 35. Um, they were going over to the other side. They, they were on the sea, right? In verse 36 it says, Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat, and there were other boats with them. So there was more than one boat on the sea with them that night, right? And a furious squall came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping. <laughs> sleeping on a cushion. Wow. So what, ha what immediately happened? What got questioned? The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher... Don't you care? Don't you care? Don't you love us? Have you guys ever said that to somebody and then felt so stupid? Oh, you don't love me or you do this. But immediately, instead of waking him up and saying, Oh, we know you love us. Help us. They said, Don't you care if we drown? Don't you care? They questioned His love. That's so many of the times what we've been trained in our selfish human capacity to do. Right? <laughs> you guys love me? <laughs> Don't you love me? <laughs> We're trained. <laughs> it's our human nature to question when things aren't going our way the love of God. Now, we word of faith people know that can't be true. Right? And immediately, Jesus got up and He said, what? What did He say? In verse 39? He said, He rebuked. No, this isn't the version I wanted. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, He says, in verse 39, He got up, rebuked the wind and the waves. He said, peace, be still. The wind died down and it was completely calm. I guess all those other boats were pretty happy. Huh? Yeah, because they went with them too. They were on the same ocean. They didn't have Jesus sleeping in the stern of their boat. 
But when Jesus said, peace be still, they got the benefit of the other boat. That's the kind of God we serve. He's not just going to benefit you. He'll benefit everyone around you. And that's important to know as Christians. The love of God through you will not just benefit you or the person you're talking to. It'll benefit everybody that will be near it, that will receive from it. Amen? And his, his love is endless and boundless, and, and, and it, is, it, it has to help people. I don't know how to put that another way. It, it can't not help people. It's like those other boats. It had to help them. Yeah. People say, well, they were just on the same ocean. No, he thought of everybody when he said it. Amen? Because that's what love does. Glory to God. But then what did he say after that? He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Fear, no faith, right? But what are they afraid of? Do you still have no faith? No faith. No faith in love. Why? What did they question? Don't you care? Don't you care? No faith in love. No faith in His love for them. Better yet, no faith in God's love for them. He said before they started, let's go to the other side. Well, that alone is like God's good and He does good. Once that's said, you're going to the other side. Right? And if you have faith in the love of God, then you know you're going to get where, where He said you were going to go. Amen? It's not just the Word. Yes, it is the Word, but the Word of God and the love of God, can, when He speaks, love comes forth. So you cannot separate the two. There is never a time. And, and we've almost gotten to that point where we say His love's powerful. Well, what's His power? It's, or His Word's powerful. What's the power? Love. Amen? That is the power that works in us. That's why He's able to do exceedingly abundantly according to the power that is at work in us. What power is that? His love. Why? Because He can do exceedingly abundantly through you, not just for you. We've taken that verse and we've brought it to ourselves. And we say, He'll meet my needs and I'll have exceeding abundance. Why? So you can give it to others. So you can help other people. He can do exceedingly abundantly through you according to the power that works in you. It's the same chapter where he talks about knowing the love of God. Huh? Every verse above that talks about knowing the love of God. Glory to God. You guys are quiet tonight. God's good to us. And He wants us to know His goodness. Because you know what? There's hurting people. There's people that have been lied to about Him. And they believe He's their problem. And it's our... And I don't want to say job. Because it's our... We get to go tell them it's not true. He's not your problem. He's your answer. And He loves you. And He'll save you. And, and He'll take whatever problem you've created or the enemies come in and take it, and He'll take you out of it. And He'll take you by His love, and He'll bring you up greater than you were before. We get to tell people that, but we got to know these verses are true, not just for us, but they're true. Period. And when something doesn't go right in your life, these verses are still the rock you stand on. 
when the household's not not completely together, when when mom and dad are fighting, when when the when something bad's happened, doesn't matter when the job's not going good, when the bills aren't getting paid, when the health's not right, that doesn't make the verses less true. In fact, it makes them more true. Glory to God. And we never want to question His love. We never want to wake God up. (laughs) God, did you not know I was sick? Do you not care that I don't feel good? Do you not care that people are upset with me and saying bad things about me? Do you not care that I have no peace? He cares about all that. He cares so much that He sent His only begotten Son to have every one of those things purchased for you. And you got them sitting on a shelf. Go grab them. They're yours. They're free gifts. We don't got to work for them. And see, we'll get that mentality. God... I've done this, and I worked on quick response, and I worked at Celebration Sunday, and I come home, and my bills are stacked this high, and, and I can't go, I don't got any work, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many of you, just like me, have made your case before God on why you should have something when what you should have was free all along? And you're sitting there arguing with God about something He's been trying to give you harder than you've been trying to get it. Glory to God. We serve a God of love, a God that is love. And He's not withholding anything from us. He's holding everything for us. Amen? And He will not forsake us. He will not leave us. He... he, he I don't have words unless I speak in tongues. Glory to God. He's just that good. Back to James 6, he says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. Don't, don't get yourself off and not believe how good I am. Don't believe I'm, I'm good enough. Don't believe that you're not good enough. Believe that I am good, that I am God, that I'm your Father, and I'm the one that they're going to talk about that gives good gifts and perfect gifts. Believe that's who I am. And don't waver on it one bit. When somebody comes up and says, oh, but I believe that and God didn't do it because He was trying to show me something because He had to knock me down so I could look up. I'm never going to do that to my daughter by the grace of God. Why? Because that's not good parenting. If she gets knocked down, it's because she got knocked down and I'm not going to keep her there. I'm going to pick her up. I'm going to pick her up. I'm going to dust her off. I'm going to say, hey baby, you got this. Everything is in you that it takes to succeed. Stand up and walk. I'll walk beside you. I'll walk behind you. I'll I'll take whatever it takes to get you there. And that's what God says. I'm not nearly the Father He is. Glory to God. Have, but but let nothing waver. Because he that wavers is like the sea driven by the wind and tossed. Let that man not think that he'll receive anything from God. You know how much it must hurt God to say that? Because that's, the verse sounds mean, doesn't it? 
Well, he's saying it just that plain because he wants you to know, I want you to receive it. Don't do this. You know, people look like people kind of look at that like, well, he don't want to give it to us. If we don't just do it perfect, we're not going to get it. No. He's saying, I want you to have it so bad. <laughs> it makes me mad to think that I can't get it to you. <laughs> he loves us. He's got it for us. He's not looking to get it away from us or take, you know, the, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Man, that verse has been pulled out and used for everything except what it means. And God didn't say it, Job did. The Lord does give and take away. He gives you eternal life and He takes away death. He gives you health and He takes away sickness. He gives you prosperity and He takes away all the other yuck that you've built up in your own life. He does give and take away every day. He gives you salvation by the blood of the Lamb and it's a free gift. And He takes away your sins and He remembers them no more. So He is a giver and a taker. Glory to God. Glory to God. We serve the greatest giver. And His gifts take away bad stuff. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. Let that man not think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Why? Because love is your stability. He, He wants you rooted and grounded. What do those two things mean? Stable. Rooted and grounded in what? Love. Love. That's what makes you stable. In His love for you, in His love through you, in His love to others. He wants you grounded in the fact that that love will never and can never fail. If you're rooted and grounded in something that you know can never fail, what is your failure chances? Zero. But you've got to be rooted and grounded in that, right? I've got to be rooted and grounded in it. In the fact, the truth, that that is an unfailing, unlimited source. Glory to God. How many people can you help when you know that? (laughs) Jesus helped every person that would let Him. Every person. Jesus, there wasn't one person that walked up and He said, I can't help you. Why? Because He could help them. The only people He couldn't help, the ones that said, well, He's Jesus. That's Mary's son. Joseph's boy. This can't be. He couldn't help them. But those that saw the love of God through him and would allow him to and said, have mercy on me. What did they say? Love me. He loved them. He took the love of God in him and he gave it to them. And that love created health. That love created life. That love created every good and perfect gift that he ever had for every person. Amen? And He gave that love to us through the Holy Spirit and, and said, be me. Yes. Yes. People don't like that. That's what He said. <laughs> be like me. Amen. He was making disciples, right? What would that make us? Being like Him. Glory to God. Not unstable. Stable. Established in the love and mercy and grace of God. 
Man, what greater thing could you be establishing? The rock that cannot be moved. Right? It doesn't matter. What's it say? Though the earth should quake, mountains fall into the sea. No, not Him. (laughs) No, He will be your refuge and your strength. Why? Because He can withstand all that. It doesn't matter what's going on. He's greater. Glory to God. That's the God we believe in. That's the good God. And we don't have to waver like the the waves of the sea. We don't have to be double-minded. When we say, I'm getting in faith, we're getting in faith in the fact that God loves me. He loves the person I'm praying for. He loves the person I'm believing with. He loves every person on the planet. No matter what He sends me out to do, it is a zero-fail mission because I'm doing it in the love of God. Amen? And it's, and it's unfailing. Glory to God. I'm about to get happy. Whew. Not double-minded. That ain't us, is it? No. You go on down to James 3 and he talks about bitter water and sweet water flowing out of the same place. It's double-minded. God's not double-minded. That's why He's asking. He does not ask us to do anything that He isn't already. When he says don't be double-minded, he's not double-minded. If you think about the accusations against him, he would have to be double-minded for them to happen. Right? A good God doesn't cause disasters. He doesn't allow disasters. He's doing everything he can. In fact, in the middle of a disaster, his mercy is at work in every capacity. He fills every crack. He gets in every void. He gets everywhere we let him. Everybody says, well, he's God. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, and he's chosen what he's going to do. He's going to work through people. Right? Right? Glory to God. Glory to God. Whoo! Happy? John, First John four. First John four. Sixteen. King James. 1 John 4.16 And we have known and believed the love God hath to us. That's faith. That's a definition of faith right there. We've known and believed. That's a definition of faith in God. The love God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. We have known and believed. What's What's the NIV say? Yeah, so, and so we know and rely on. When you rely on this love, then you're not going to be double-minded. It's what you rely on. When you rely on something, you're standing on it. You're established in it. You're rooted and grounded. You're relying on this love. This is what's going to take you through. Right? When you get to this point, you don't, there's no war. I was going to say or not, but there is no or not. If this is what's going to take you through, you're getting through. If you've known and relied on this love, then you are going through. Right? Because you will never be double-minded. You will never waver. This is what you're counting on. And if you're counting on this love, what does this love never do? Fail. It's unfailing. 
So if we know it and we're relying on it, what's the chances of failure? Zero. Glory to God. But we got to believe in that God. Not the God who loves you so much He hurts you. Not the God that loves you so much that He'll take your kids from you. Not the God that... Lo- no. He's a good God. Not the God that loves you so much He'll let you go hungry, that He'll take, he'll take your clothes away from you. No. And if you make a mistake, He ain't helping. That's not our God. His mercy endures forever. I don't care how big your mistake was or is or it will be. His mercy's already covered it. Glory to God. And if we know and rely on that love, then we don't waver when the mountains shake or mountains fall into the sea and the earth quakes. We don't waver. It doesn't even scare us. That's important. It's who we are. Everybody's afraid, but people who know and rely on God's love aren't. Why? What's the worst thing that could happen? Die and go to heaven? We're, we're in the worst shape of our life right now. And it's pretty darn good. This is as bad as it gets for a Christian. <laughs> Glory to God. We've got to know He's good. Faith believes, he's, believes He is. Amen. Hebrews 11.6 Hebrews 11.6, King James. For without faith, it is impossible to please Him. People say, oh man, I've got to get some faith. i got to please Him. What's He asking you to do? Believe that He loves you. That's what makes Him happy. Why? Because when you believe that He loves you, He can do anything for you. You have now opened the door wide to every blessing that He's ever had or ever will have. You've opened up yourself to the very riches of the kingdom of God just by believing that He loves you. Right? For he that comes to God must believe that He is. You've got to believe that He's God, but you've got to believe more than... We've got millions of Christians that believe He's God. But they don't believe the second part of the verse and that He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. He's a rewarder. He's a good God. He's looking to get things to you. He's not looking to take things from you. He's a rewarder. Amen. Amen. He'll reward those who are looking for Him. They're looking for His love. They're looking for His mercy. They're looking for His grace. They're looking for His goodness. They're looking to be good through Him. He'll reward you greatly. Amen? But that is what you got to... What's He saying? You Without faith... Why? Because He can't do anything for you. That's why faith pleases Him. Because when you have faith, He can do everything for you. People say, well, He just wants you to have faith. No, He wants to do things for you and faith is how He accesses it. And when He can't do things for you, it doesn't make Him happy. But when He can do things for you, happy. Happy God. I get to love my kids. Glory to God. How many fathers I got in here? You, you happy when you can do stuff for your kids? Right? Oh, yes. Glory to God. 
He's a, he's a better father than we are. He's teaching us though. Amen? So why are what so if we, we believe he loves us, we believe he's good, why does the bad things happen? Why do bad things happen to good people? You know how many books there are <laughs> written? I was amazed one day. I went to the store and I'm looking through and there is book after book after book. And they actually have excuses why bad things happen to good people. And, and there's one answer. We're in the world. It's real simple. We live in the world. <laughs> you guys don't like that. There's a way out, right, Dave? Yes, there is a way out. <laughs> but guess what? You're still in the world. Right? And everybody doesn't believe. And everybody doesn't believe God's good all the time. They sing the song, God is good all the time. But then they go out and they say, well, He caused that. Yeah, that God did that. He's probably showing them something. You know what? He'll, he'll turn loose the devil on you if you really need to learn. And then that God is good. That ain't good. If the devil's in your life, that ain't good. But you know what? So many people are giving God the devil's credit. It's like they forget there's an enemy. Amen? What's this? Look at... Uh, look at... Uh, I got it. That's somewhere in here. Matthew 13. You guys with me? God's good. We want to know what we believe. We want to know why we believe it. We want to know. We want people to know that they have an enemy. They have an adversary. But guess what? He's defeated. <laughs> yeah. So not a, we don't want to give the adversary credit. We want to let people know that he's there. Right? That way they don't trip over him. So that's about all you can do. Right? You ain't got no teeth. You ain't got no claws. He's just a big roar. Matthew 13, 25. People say, well, Dave, this parable is about the end of the age. Yeah, it is, but it shows a principle. Principle here. I'm sorry, go to 24 so I can kind of... Another parable, put he forth on... Can we read this in NIV so I can read it? Thank you. <laughs> One of these days I'll be English or whatever King James was. I don't know what he was. He was a, quite the talker. <laughs> I don't imagine he ever met somebody from uh, Branson or Arkansas. Or... He probably had hillbillies put in prison. Jesus told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while everyone was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed bad seed among the wheat and went away. When the wheat sprouted and formed heads, the weeds appeared. The owner's servants came to him and said, <laughs> immediately they questioned him. No credit to an enemy. Sir, you messed up? How many people do that? How many people do that to God? God, you told me you were good. What's this bad stuff doing in my life? Well, don't get too quiet. 
I'm talking about me, not you. You guys are great. Okay, just look at Dave. Focus on Dave. <laughs> yeah. Well, how many people have said that? Huh? God, you told me you were good, and now this has happened. You told me they were good, and they died. I prayed for healing. That's what they're saying. Sir, didn't you plant good seed? They're questioning him. Why wouldn't they immediately know he was good and that he sowed good seed so this had to be the work of an enemy? That's what we need to know about God. He doesn't do bad things. So we know immediately when something goes wrong, the enemy got somewhere involved. Amen? Right? And we don't want to give too much credit to the enemy. We let the enemy in. Because while he slept... The enemy came in. Right? The enemy's not all that big and bad. Sometimes we make him big and bad. But there is an enemy. Right? And it's not to be, he, he's not to be confused with God. Right? Not to be confused with God in any way, any shape, any form. He's the one that plants the bad seed. God's the one that plants the good seed. If there's bad seed, then it ain't God. It's real simple. And see, that's the things we've got to know. If something bad's happening, it ain't God. It don't have nothing to do with God. Now, don't get me wrong. I've messed up, and God's taught me through my mess up. That wasn't His plan. I messed up and changed His plan. And the mercy and grace of God helped me. Right? Anybody else ever had that happen? Good, I don't feel nearly so alone. Right? But His plan is for us to learn easy. That's why He gave us the Word. He told us He was good. He, he, he told us that He sent His Son so that we don't have to have destruction in our life, but we can have everlasting life. And, and he, he gave us everything we would need to succeed without learning the hard way. People say, well, sometimes you just got to learn the hard way. I don't want to. I'm sorry if I'm a slacker or a baby or a whiner. I want to learn the easy way. I want God to say, don't do it this way, but do it this way. And I say, okay. Instead of giving my opinions. You know, because your opinions don't make you right. They just make you you. <laughs> Right? We can give opinions all day long and they're not the Word of God. Right? <laughs> I don't want that. Where was I? Oh, I'm in this chapter. The enemy. The enemy sowed the seed. Enemy sowed bad seed. First Peter. First Peter? Yeah, First Peter. So... We need to have faith in God's love, and we also need to realize there's an enemy. But if we have faith in God's love, you know how big that enemy is? If we don't have faith in God's love, you know how big that enemy is? Huge. Huge. Because when, we're, when our faith is not in God's love, then we magnify His power, which He has no power except that which we give Him. You know that? His only resource is us. <laughs> 
you know what, I want to make it really hard on him to work. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm one of his resources, then I want to make it so, I want to make it almost impossible. In fact, as I do want to make it impossible for him to work in my life. Right? And, and if I recognize that there is an enemy trying to talk me into stupid things, because it's the enemy who's trying to get us to believe that God has anything to do with evil. It's not God, right? And it's confusing the Word, and we know He's not the God of confusion. Amen? Still hear people saying, what about Job? Job died a rich man. That's what about Job. 1 Peter 5, 7. This verse is the precursor to the next verse. But if you don't believe verse 7 and don't do verse 7, then verse 8 is going to get you. Verse 7 says, Casting all your care upon Him, because what? He cares for you. He loves you. You will not cast your cares upon somebody that you do not believe loves you. Why? Because they won't fix it right. If they don't love you, you know what they'll do? They'll fix it to how it suits them best. (laughs) They will. You guys ain't never done that? (laughs) When you're not thinking in love, you fix everything the way you like it. Right? You put the furniture where you like it. You clean the house the way you want it. You do your job the way you want it. When you're not thinking in love, you don't think about other people. (laughs) See, I don't surprise me. (laughs) I know who Dave is without the grace of God. I know exactly who I am without the grace of God. I can act like Him at any time. And I... I'm catching myself more and more and stopping myself and thinking in love. Amen? Finding out my opinions don't mean much. Glory to God. Casting all your cares upon Him for He cares for you. Be sober and vigilant because your adversary, your enemy, the devil, as a roaring lion walks about seeking whom he may devour. Who may he devour? He may devour those who don't resist. In verse 9 it says, Whom resist steadfast in the faith. What faith? That God loves them. The faith he's talking about in verse 7. He cares for you. That's your faith. That's That's where your faith is. He cares for you. No matter what's going on, no matter what you know, you don't have to know 85 scriptures. You need to know God loves you. And when the doctor says, you ain't going to make it, you're saying, God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. I don't know anything about your report, but God loves me. And He's not quitting on me. He's just starting on me. Amen? And I believe that. And He cares about me. And He cares about those things I care about. And He's a good God. Amen? And that's what you need to know. Everybody's searching for their... i got to have just one more. If I, if I just had the right Scripture, or may, maybe I need to call a deliverance ministry. or You need to know God loves you. 
You don't need to spend eight days under somebody trying to get you delivered. God loved you so much, He delivered you 2,000 years ago through the blood of Jesus Christ, and demons can't come near you. You don't have to be addicted. You don't have, we don't have to have that. Ooh, I just about said something. I shouldn't have. Junk. Glory to God. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren throughout the world. What afflictions? The adversary of the devil is trying to get them. Right? And they've got the opportunity to yield to it. Or stand steadfast in the faith that God cares for you. Amen? Amen? What better thing could you have faith in than God cares for you? Amen? God's constant, right? He's not going to ever uncare for you. There's another new word. I like it, uncare. He ain't ever going to uncare for me. Amen? He's always going to care for me. Glory to God. And He ain't going to stop. He's constant. God loves people who don't love Him back. Amen? He's constant. That's why we know He's good. He's not going to change. He's good. There's no shadow of turning in Him. He gives good and perfect gifts, and He ain't going to change. Amen? And if we believe that and He gives them to us, then we're the beneficiary of the good and perfect gifts. But He'll reign on everybody. But only those who know He's good will receive. What happened? I used to have... In fact, I'm a ter- I don't like to mow. I don't like the lawn. I don't like anything about the lawn. And we lived in a house where the guy next door had a great lawn. And you know what happened when it rained? They both grew. My weeds and his grass. Right? It's a principle there. Weeds grow just as well as grass. God's constant. He doesn't change. He reigns on the just. He reigns on the unjust. He loves the unkind. He loves the kind. Amen? What is in your ground is what's going to come up when that rain hits. People say... Why'd they harden their heart? Because when the rain hit, what was in their ground? Right? Because God don't change. Why'd Pharaoh's heart get hardened? Because God said he was God. Pharaoh thought he was God. And he was not going to bow to another God. People say, God hardened his heart. Sure he did. Every time he told him he was God, it graded him. (laughs) Pharaoh was hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's what it says in Hebrews. Correct? Hebrews 4, if you want to look it up. Right, Rick? Yeah, somewhere in there, 3 or 4. 4-ish, how about that? I don't have to know the chapter, I'm a stylist. But I can get there. (laughs) Glory to God. We have an enemy 
We have a constant God. He doesn't change. He will not change. He'll, he'll reign on us and give us the opportunity to bear good fruit all the time. Every time. If we'll put that knowledge of His love in us and, and, and allow Him to grow us in it. If we become established and rooted in it and He begins to reign on those roots, what's going to happen? We're going to grow. We're going to get bigger and bigger in His love and established in the fact that He loves and cares for us. Amen? And He loves and cares for us so much that that knowledge goes further than that and we begin to see that He loves and cares for others just as much as us and He wants us to love them. And He wants to love them with us and through us and by us and around us. And He wants us to give that love. I mean, think about... What was that testimony that the lady got? It was was a tangible I love you. Well, you just said it tonight. Um... The ice cream. That's God. She had a rough day. Huh? He did. I didn't read the testimony. That's what God does. Why? He's a good father. And that's what it took to bless her. And he said, have an ice cream cone on me. Glory to him. I'm sorry. Glory to God. That's a tangible I love you from the Lord, the Most High, the Creator of the universe, just got them an ice cream cone. And people say, well, he don't have time for that stuff. Yes, he does. Not only does he have time, he takes time because he wants to. And time doesn't affect him anyway. Glory to God. That's the God we serve. The little things, the big things, He's a good God. And when bad things happen, it's not Him. He didn't do it. He wasn't. The only involvement He had was mercy. How many people should have been in those two towers when those planes hit? Way more. 50,000 is right. Way more than there were there. Why? Because God's merciful. God was doing everything He could. And by golly, He got the biggest part. And He'd have got them all. And people say, you don't know that. Yeah, I do. He's good. I don't have to question it. I have no doubt that He loved every person that was supposed to be there and that was there. And He loved them so much that He saved them. Everyone He could. Right? Glory to God. Well, we can believe this or we can find excuses in the Word of God. What do they call it in Colossians? Fine-sounding arguments not to believe it. Right? Isn't that what what they said in Colossians? Don't be carried away by fine-sounding arguments. That's what the NIV version. I'm sure the King James says, findest, soundest arguments. (laughs) And then some Shakespearean play. We'll do it in Hillbilly this time. We're not going to be carried away and believe something that's not true. We're not going to be deceived by lies and by traditions of man that have made the Word of God of no effect. Amen?
We don't want to believe that God had anything to do. I don't want to... People say, well, I got this verse that says God does evil. Why are you looking for verses that say God does evil? That's right. Why would you want an excuse to fail when you have a book full of reasons to succeed? You have a Savior that went to the pit of hell for you so that you could have all life, abundant life. Glory to God. Why do I need to look for a reason in the Bible for me to fail? People say, well, he'll bless you or curse you. No, he won't. He set before you this day life and death, blessing and cursing, and then gave you the answer to the test. (laughs) Right? I mean, that's how good He is. He said, I don't want any confusion here. Choose life that you and your seed may live. Why? Because that's our God. That's our God. And He knew if we'd make that choice, He could bless us. And He could get things to us. The law wasn't created to keep hold people back. The law was created so they could see the wrong they were doing and do right so He could bless them. Everything about God is love. He didn't change from the Old Testament to the New Testament. He just had Jesus in the New Testament. And now Jesus came and showed who He truly was. Jesus came down and confused them all. Because they said, we know God and you can't heal on the Sabbath because that's wrong. And Jesus said, you can love any day of the week. Love takes no vacations and it heals anyone at any time. has nothing to do with work. It's what we do and who we are. And the Pharisees didn't like that. Why? Because they had all these excuses to fail. Kind of comfortable. That's what they were, comfortable. Amen? We don't want to use that, do we? We don't want to read Job every other day and try to find out why Satan had free access to him. I can give you one word. Fear. Same reason Satan would have free access to you and me. Right? Did you ever notice that it was Satan that said God built a hedge around him? (laughs) Wasn't it? Didn't he say, haven't you put a hedge around him? And then, and then God said, behold, and everybody said, that means very well. Behold doesn't mean very well. Behold means look. But because we were going through a problem, and this would help explain our problem, then God said very well. Okay, God said very well to Satan today. That's why I'm having the problem. I'm still a good person. Thank you, Lord. And that's why bad things happen to good people. Glory to God. I'm glad we got this all figured out. God allows free access to the devil, his full employment. And I don't know, does he pay the devil later after that since he employed him to do so? I'm being sarcastic, but that's what people believe. And they don't want to believe that. I don't want to believe that. I won't believe that. I serve a good God who will take care of me at all times. Amen? He'll do things for me just because. 
Not because I did everything right. Not because I woke up in a good mood. Not because I read my chapter every day this week. Not because I helped on quick response. Not because I helped at Celebration Sunday. Not because of any reason except He loves me. And those other things just allow Him more access to love you. Why? Because you do them in love for Him, not so you can get Him to love you more. Right? And that's the God we serve. That's our good God. That's the God that wants to do things for us all the time. Amen? You want a picture of God? Jesus. That's a picture of God. Read the New Testament. Everything you see Him do, that's what God would have done. In every situation, in every circumstance, that's what God would have done. Right? What's it say? Hebrews 1.3. Put it up on the screen. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of His being, sustaining all things by His powerful Word. Actually put that in the King James because it, 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 it does need that translation. Who being the brightness of His glory and the express image of His person. In other words, the character of Jesus and the character of God were an exact match. Right? Now, in, in Acts 10.38, what did it say Jesus did on the earth? Put it on the screen. Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. That stands to reason because God is good and does good. And if He's the exact image of God, that's what He does. And healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with Him. That's what Jesus did as an exact representation of God on the earth. Right? And see, we don't. it took the devil and thousands of theologians to confuse this. Right? Because apparently there's reasons why this verse wasn't true all the time. <laughs> I'm lying. This verse is true all the time. I'm sorry. Did I, I'm such a good actor. I'm, I'm getting good at this. Maybe me and King James are related. Our God is good. And He's doing good things. Jesus is the image of our God. When He came to this earth, that's why it messed with the Pharisees so badly. Because they didn't know a good God. They knew a God of legalism. And we don't ever want to get into that. Legalism is not love. Legalism is not God's love for you. You can't say enough Scriptures, confess enough times to get God to move. <laughs> yeah, that messed with you, didn't it? Mess with me at one time too. Thought, boy, if I can just get more word, more word, more word. If I can get more word in love, if I can get more faith working by love, then I, all these things will work. That's right. But just confessing the word over and over and over and over again, unless it's building your faith in His love for you, it's just saying words. <laughs> Getting quiet. Everybody's got those confessions up on their mirror. Yes, confess those. Put them on your mirror and confess them every day. And at the end of them, put all these are true because God loves me. 
Because those are good confessions. But they need rooted and grounded. Not legalism. Not every day, I gotta get up and say this. Every day, I gotta get up and say this. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Oh, oh, I walked out the door and I forgot that. If you ever say that, know you're in legalism, walk out your door and get unaddicted to it. (laughs) If you ever have to do something because something's not going to work in your life, if you don't, that's messed up. Okay? (laughs) Okay. All right. And I'm sticking with that. Amen? Did I tell you to go to a verse? No, John 10.10. You know it, don't you? We've had a lot of bad things happen in the country in the last short period of time. And it's not because somebody didn't know enough or we don't need to know why now. You know, it's not time to find out why. It's time to take that love and love people. Not judge people, not tell people how much you know, because you know what? They don't care. They don't. They don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. They could give a rip. Whatever a rip is, that's what they could give. I hope it's not something bad. If so, that seat will have somebody different in it next week. it's not time to teach people when they're down right did uh, what if what if uh, when Peter walked on the water and then he looked around and he saw all the circumstances and every reason why he couldn't walk on the water which amazes me that he waited till he was walking on the water to figure that out because most people just think But he saw the circumstances, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus said, you know, brother, you should have believed me, and this is fear, and fear has torment, and there's no love in fear. Let me find you some more scriptures here while you drown. (laughs) Is that what Jesus did? No, he saved him. Why? Because he loved him. He saved him, got him back in the boat. Then he said, why'd you doubt? After he was safe. After he was dry. After he felt good about who he was again. You can't teach somebody that's hurting. Besides that, it's not time. Love them and they'll learn. Right? Hit it. It, it ain't what you know, it's what they can receive, right? And that's what Brother Moore said it a lot of times. Yeah. And what they can receive right now is love. Hurting people just need love. They don't need a prophecy. <laughs> yeah, they don't need a prophecy. They need love. They need to believe that God loves them again. Amen. Because what's happened to them has made them doubt it. And you know what our what we get to do? We get to edify them. We get to build them up. We get to remind them that this isn't their fault, that there is an enemy, but there's a good God who loves them, and he can give them twice what they had before this happened. That's 
Amen? Don't give up on God because God's not your problem. God's your answer. How do I know He's your answer? He sent me to tell you how He loved you. That's how I know He's your answer. He sent me to tell you that He loves you. And that He's never quit on you and He never will. Amen? And I believe the Word of God. And I believe He's good. And I'm going to show you how good He is. Not in the Word. I'm going to love you. I'm going to help you. I'm not going to open up my Bible or beat you on the head with it. (laughs) Are we? There is protection in God. There is. There's guaranteed protection in God. But you know what? If I mess up and I get in fear and, and that protection isn't there anymore because of me, not because of Him, I don't want somebody coming up, oh, you were in fear, weren't you? <laughs> if you were a faith man, this wouldn't have happened to you. I don't want to see that person. And that ain't love. That's high-minded and it's puffed up. Mrs. Moore talked about it last Friday night. It's too much knowledge. Right? Knowledge puffs up, love builds up. Amen? We love. We love. It's time to love. It's time to love these people who don't know God's good, who don't know how much He loves them, who've gotten off track and who've believed lies from the devil. It's time to love them. It's not time to try to teach them what you've heard. It's not time to try to feed them one more tape from Brother Moore. They could get these tapes free all day long. They don't need you to feed them to them. They need you to show them they love them so they want them. So they ask for them. Amen? Nobody wants it shoved in their mouth until their cheeks are full and they because they, they ain't going to swallow. They're getting ready to spit it back out. How many fed a baby? And if you put too much in their mouth, they will not swallow it. They will spit it out on you. Right? So there ain't no reason to fill them with a bunch of your knowledge There is a good reason to let them know God loves them. And you love them. And they're going to make it. Amen? Amen? Amen. And He's a good God. And He's never failed them and He never will. And it may look like He failed them today, but they're going to see it different in time. Just believe in His love. Amen? Amen? Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just praise Him for a minute. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, praise you, praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You got a song, Nate? I trust you. I trust you.